Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. And welcome to the Chronicles of Nannia, a nanny resource podcast made for nannies by me, a nanny. This is your host, Martha Tyler. And this week, we are going to be talking about nannying with anxiety. And to do that, I have brought on Morgan Roloff. Hello, Morgan. Hi. How are you? Good. I'm really excited. I'm so excited to have you. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like every day this <laughs> this subject gets more and more um, needed uh, yeah. because I just see so many nannies really, really, really struggling with their own mental health and juggling the families and the kids' mental mm-hmm. health. And it's, it's rough right now. So I appreciate yeah. you coming on. <laughs> yeah, it's especially with COVID and everything. And now in Chicago, there's the snowpocalypse. Right. Yes. And, uh, you know, across the country too, it's, yeah, it's been quite bad. So, um, well, great. Before we start talking about nannying with anxiety, um, let's hear your nanny journey. Yeah. So, um, I'm the oldest out of all of my cousins and everything. So, you know, family gatherings, I was always like the automatic, okay, the grownups are having grown-up time, go entertain your cousins. And then um, in high school, I started babysitting and everything. Um, I had a couple, you know, families that weren't necessarily the best fit. And I had one that just wasn't a good situation. And then um, the summer before my senior year of high school, I nannied for two school-aged children um, for the summer and I, I fell in love with it. Um, they taught me so much about just, you know, working with kids and everything. And then, um, I kind of was like, okay, you know, this is an option, you know, going forward. And then I, um, kind of was like in that mentality. Okay. Because I was originally going to start, I mean, go for musical theater. Um, oh, nice. Before, I didn't know you were yeah. a fellow theater person. That's great. Yeah. And then um, I kind of, as I went through my first semester of college, I kind of realized, you know, as much as I love theater and as much as, you know, it makes me happy, it's not going to get the bills paid. So I kind of started mm-hmm. shifting my focus <laughs> more towards working with kids. Yep. And, um, you know, I hit, um, the first class, like I took, I took child psychology and I was like really into that. And then going forward, I switched my major to early childhood and that's where I'm at now. Um, before I was, um, before COVID and everything, I was with a family part-time with a four-year-old little boy. And then, um, the mom was, you know, told to work from home when everything happened. So Mm -hmm. they didn't need me anymore. So there was a period where I was like, what's going to happen? And then I actually found my current family, um, 
through just an ad that I've um, in like one of my um, local, you know, Chicago groups. Right. Yep. And um, so now I'm with like my first like full time family and it, I love it um, because it's technically a nanny share, but it's not really because um, like I'll have like the main little two-year-old girl that I watch and then I have her cousins every once in a while. Right. And it's, um, it's fun. They, they definitely keep me on my toes, especially now <laughs> that we're starting potty training. Oh gosh. Yes. That oh, yeah. is a whole new world. <laughs> oh yeah. Especially cause we're doing, um, the potty box, mm. three stickers, three stickers gets a treat from the potty box. Gotcha. Yeah. That's, that's intense. Um, but oh, it's, yeah. it sounds really nice that, um, that there are some playmates built in with the cousins mm-hmm. and, and things like that. Yeah. Especially um, now. Yes. Yes. And like I, um, I told the boys, the older boys, you know, first thing we're going to do is I'm taking them to the arcade once everything yeah. is safe. So fun. Our, yeah. our plan is uh, the aquarium. Cause yeah. we, we got to go to the aquarium right before everything shut mm-hmm. down. And then <laughs> they've yeah. been asking, you know, when can we go back? So the I aquarium know. is top of our list. Yeah. But. Like the little, little kids, um, I'm taking, I'm thinking, taking them to the pottery painting place. Mm, Just yeah. oh. the dreams we have. I know. <laughs> yes. Well, Thank you so much for sharing. I, I do. I think yeah. it's so fun to hear everyone's nanny journey. Yeah. Um, great. So let's talk about nannying with anxiety. Um, mm-hmm. I know that a lot of, um, a, so a lot of nannies are pretty um, empathic people, mm-hmm. right? So we pick up on the emotions that are kind of flying around in the air. Oh, yeah. Um, And sometimes we let those get stuck on us. Um, Mm -hmm. And sometimes I I think when we're in um, on the on the spectrum more towards better mental health, better self-care, all of that, we're able to, you know, be like, okay, that's not mine. Um, Mm -hmm. What have you found to be useful in helping like differentiate (laughs) what anxieties and, and, you know, feelings are yours versus what's not yours. Um, I kind of like to um, look at things as, okay, you know, um, this situation, I may be a part of the situation, but you know, especially with um, a certain situation with my nanny family. Um, I know that, yes, I have feelings about it, but Mm -hmm. they're not my feelings. And I really kind of pick up on like my one mom boss's feelings. And like, I notice things and I kind of get like stuck on it. And like, I worry a lot about the kids because of it. And um, I kind of tell myself, okay, you know, it's okay to feel that, but at the same time, you know, it's also almost like having to separate yourself from that. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I find the same thing of like, I find when I, (laughs) when I'm first like trying to dig through some things, Mm -hmm. I validate any emotion that comes up, right? So yeah, yeah. Anything that comes up, like I'm feeling really worried that girl three, mm-hmm. you know, isn't <laughs> hasn't been eating as much lately. Like, what does that mean? Yeah. I'm feeling worried about it, et cetera, et cetera. That's not mm-hmm. true, but I'm just making up a situation. Um, yeah. And so then, you know, like I <laughs> dig through and I certainly know 
if in that situation, I certainly know the parents' feelings about it. I'm sure that they would be very worried and my feelings about it. And, mm-hmm. and so I try to like separate out <laughs> yeah. what is, what is their worry and, and then also go to my expertise mm-hmm. of like, I know sometimes kids just don't eat as much and like, right. you know, has it been going on for a week? That might be normal, mm-hmm. but maybe if it's been going on for a month, less normal, things like that. So yeah. just like separating out, like looking at it, I, I start from a place of validating any feeling that comes up and then I try mm-hmm. to apply logic to them, you know, and not telling myself yeah. they're wrong that any feeling is wrong, but just saying like, is there anything I can do about this? If not, Mm -hmm. then I might just have to (laughs) let that feeling go. Yeah. And I kind of think it's, um, it's something that like, I'll tell like the older boys, you know, is this something you can control, you know, Mm -hmm. or is this something that, you know, might be more of, a grown-up situation. Right. Right. And I think we can ask ourselves that too, of like, is this something I can control or is like, even if I came up with a really good idea about this, they're not my children. So right. <laughs> will the, will my nanny family be open to my ideas? Will, um, you know, things like that of like, is it something I can control or is this something that they're going to have to work out and I just will help in whatever way I can. Yeah. And I kind of saw that, um, for the past, in the past couple of weeks, um, the two-year-old little girl that I take care of, she's been busting into her mom's office a lot. Mm-hmm. And, um, I've kind of noticed it's, um, a lot of the time, you know, like my mom also come downstairs to grab a snack or whatever. And then, you know, to be able to see mommy and be like, I love mommy. Right. Yeah. And I'm like, you know, I kind of have to tell her, you know, and Daniel Tiger, there's the grownups come back song. Oh that, yes. We sing that all the time. Oh yeah. <laughs> and, um, you know, we, I made like a little stop sign where, or stoplight where it's like, you know, I'll ask her, you know, what color is it on? And she'll be like, she'll tell me. And then like with yellow, she means she knows, okay, we got to knock. Mm-hmm. And like, um, I kind of like got that from those feelings. And like, I almost feel like sometimes the anxiety brings out better ideas of like for- how to fix things. Yeah, I would agree with that. And I also, you know, just biologically speaking, our anxiety mm-hmm. is there to protect us, right? Like our right. ancient, ancient, ancient ancestors, we are around because they were anxious about things <laughs> and didn't go yeah. see what was making the noise in the woods um, mm-hmm. and, you know, didn't get eaten by the lion. So, mm-hmm. so anxiety is helpful and so a lot of times when I'm feeling really 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 anxious mm-hmm. I like will write a letter to myself a thank you letter it's <laughs> like hey thank you for really trying to protect me right now mm-hmm. um and then you know I might say like sometimes <laughs> it's a little much and I'm not able to do my other tasks because you're trying so mm-hmm. hard to protect me <laughs> um but I try to be as gentle with myself when I'm feeling really wound up as I am with my nanny kids. Yeah. And like, um, something that I've, um, especially taught like the girls is, um, like breathing, um, Mm -hmm. the three-year-old, um, the three-year-old, the one cousin, she really struggles with separation anxiety. So I kind of taught her, um, I taught her the star breath where you, every time you go up, you inhale, you hold it for a second, you go down. And that's really helpful, not only for her, but it's a second for me to breathe and kind of strategize. Oh, how can I help her? How can I calm her down? Right. Yes. Because a lot of times 
those moments of the child being overwhelmed <laughs> mm-hmm. contribute to our overwhelm too, right? Yeah. And yeah. so if we can find, yeah, that literal breathing room <laughs> to mm-hmm. help self-regulate ourselves, and then we can help regulate the emotions of mm-hmm. our little ones. Yeah. Um, I have found a lot of success with um, calm down boxes for my little mm-hmm. ones. And sometimes, like, honestly, sometimes at nap time, I use the calm down box too. Um, yeah. I, would, I wouldn't mess with it when they're awake because it's theirs. Oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, so in the calm down po- box, I put, I try to get all five senses, but taste is really hard because um, mm-hmm. you want it accessible at all times. So I have yeah. uh, an empty bottle of vanilla extract with a cotton ball mm-hmm. in there that had, you know, mm-hmm. a couple of drops left. So the cotton ball has it now. Um, yeah. I have a, like a shaker that I made out of a toilet paper roll and rice mm-hmm. um, and some aluminum foil in there. Um, I have a little stuffed animal for each girl. I have a mm-hmm. picture of their family is in there. Um mm-hmm. And like, then when they are feeling overwhelmed, you know, Mm -hmm. I sit with them and we breathe together. And then I say, you know, what, how would you like to calm down? Would you like to Mm -hmm. uh, go get your calm down box? Would you like to find a cool down spot? Do you want me to come Mm -hmm. with you? Which know your kids, because sometimes asking a bunch of questions like that can Mm -hmm. overwhelm them more. Um, Yeah. But a lot of the times they're now in the routine of like, I'm going to go get my calm down box. Mm-hmm. And then they either, you know, take it and find their own spot. And I check in with them and say, do you want me to sit with you? And most of the time they're like, no, I got my calm down box. I'm good. Yeah. Uh, so, and that gives me a chance then, because they are taking care of themselves that then I can mm-hmm. calm down myself. Yeah. And kind of like um, jumping off of that. Um, yeah. The two-year-old is obsessed with Play-Doh and clay and drawing, and she's very artsy and, you know, her dad's an artist, so I think it's kind of that <laughs> sort of familiar thing. So, like, after a big blow-up, I tell her, do you want to draw, draw out, you know, do you want to draw to help you feel calm, or how can I help you feel calm? Mm-hmm. And sometimes it'll be, um, I recently showed both the girls the scene in dinosaurs but not the mama scene mm. and sometimes it's not the mama oh. or other times you know she'll ask play-doh yeah yeah and like kind of giving them that auto- autonomy to choose an activity to calm themselves and sometimes like even messing around with the clay helps me calm down yes Yes. Bringing you back into your body. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, Yeah. That's, that's really wonderful of like, I love the, do you want to draw about how you're feeling? That's, that's really wonderful. Um, And keeping in mind that it's going to give them the skills in the future, they're building Mm -hmm. healthy coping mechanisms now. Yeah. Of like, I, okay, I'm feeling overwhelmed. I need to breathe or I need to draw or, you know, once they can write, I need to mm-hmm. write about this or I need yeah. to go find a space where I can sit with my feelings and mm-hmm. work through them, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Um, I'm curious about, so a part of anxiety is, or can be, intrusive mm-hmm. thoughts, right? Of these yeah. like these thoughts that are like, you know, you're cutting um up an apple for lunch and you just mm-hmm. in your brain you see yourself accidentally cutting your finger. Um mm-hmm. and it happens like over and over and over. Have you do you have yeah. any advice for that? Um I actually um get that a lot like if I don't get something done yeah, and something that really helps me is like, um, obviously that break during nap time, if nap time is a thing is a godsend. Mm -hmm. 
but um a lot of the time you know say I'm making lunch I kind of try and um challenge those thoughts and a lot of that is you know um looking in yourself and like how can I say oh you know is this really something um that I'm overthinking about or you know where is this coming from and how can I you know disprove this and I feel like you know um because I'm I'm not ashamed to say that I'm in therapy because of it yeah, I'm, in, but, I'm in therapy as well high five um, for therapy club and listeners yep. if you are not in therapy and you are struggling it makes such a big difference honestly even if you're not struggling Therapy's great. Just having an yeah. objective person to hear you and like mm-hmm. validate you, well worth yeah. the price of admission to me. But like um, one of the things that I found helpful through my therapist is taking a second and looking at of looking at the thought of like where is this coming from? Mm-hmm. Because um, I've kind of learned that oftentimes those thoughts may stem from like um a wound like a wound from our our inner child right right yeah yeah and I I have found um in my work as a nanny that because we are working with children and usually small Mm -hmm. children that treads on that inner child <laughs> like you yeah. will you will trip all the trip wires <laughs> oh yeah that you haven't explored with your inner child um mm-hmm. often because you watch kids going through what you went through and maybe you don't remember yeah. um, exactly what happened from your childhood but when you watch those emotions happening mm-hmm. in real time then the feeling of what that felt like comes back very strongly yeah and like um especially you know I'm a child of divorce my parents split up Same. when I was in middle school and um a lot of those you know insecurities and things and a lot of that overthinking comes from that and comes from those experiences of you know um not really being seen, not really being heard Mm -hmm. and those feelings. And like, you know, I tell, you know, the girls when they're like big, sad, you know, I hear you. I hear that you're frustrated. I hear that you're upset. And like, I know that in a way I'm almost talking to myself as a child. Yes. While I'm trying to calm them down. Yes. Absolutely. I'm so glad that you said that because I, I feel the same way of like, Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm both, you know, um, uh, I think there's a saying that's like, uh, healer heal thyself Mm -hmm. of like a lot of times, you know, in helping other people, especially children work through things, Mm -hmm. we're also healing ourselves. Yeah. And like, um, I've noticed that with like the older kids, because they're really struggling with a certain situation of just taking the time to be with them and be in the moment. And like the other day, you know, the six-year-old was really struggling with something. Um, and so I sat him down and I'm like, Hey, do you want to play a game from when I was a kid? Mm-hmm. So we sat down and I coached him through um, the stair level of Crash Bandicoot. Mm-hmm. And like, like that moment of like, not only helping him get his frustrations out, but like mm-hmm. that bonding moment, it was really special. It's like, hey, you know, I, I hear you. I see you. I feel that you're frustrated. Here's something that helped me get my frustrations out when I was experiencing that. Yeah. Yeah. And that's huge. And that, that moment that you took with him mm-hmm. also will pay off, you know, into the future of now he knows that you are safe to come to mm-hmm. 
with things before they get to the point where he's completely overwhelmed by them. Yeah. And so you can, you know, help him work through it mm-hmm. earlier, which is huge. Yeah. Um, yeah, I have found that um, that whenever I am struggling with anxiety, um, that one of the best things to do is in my rest time, <laughs> journal about mm-hmm. it, you know, work through it things like that and yeah it can happen sometimes I'll journal during nap time sometimes I'll um or quiet time which we have an episode a ways back about quiet Mm -hmm. time um yeah if naps are no longer a thing and how important it is to still have quiet time for everyone (laughs) Mm -hmm. oh yeah so if you if you are in a house that no longer has naps and doesn't have a break in the day, I encourage you to listen to that episode and maybe mm-hmm. encourage your nanny parents to listen to it as well. Yeah. It's important for their brain developments even when they're older. Absolutely. So, yeah. I also, I'm curious about, um, so I have also found that certain parenting styles <laughs> mm-hmm trip those inner child wounds as well Um, yeah so have you had experience with that of like watching a parent interact or just even the way that you know a boss speaks to you riling up anxieties within you yeah um I actually have a lot a hard time approaching my mom boss just because um we're very you know, she's very business-like and, you know, um, things like that. And where like, it's so easy for me to go to my dad boss because, you know, he's an artist, he's very laid back. Mm -hmm. And like, I've noticed because I do work in a Montessori household, you know, a lot of the times, you know, I'll be very, you know, into something and like showing an activity or something and then you know the boys start arguing Mm -hmm. and you know how six and seven and eight year old boys (laughs) argue yeah it often ends up with throwing things yep physical they're very very physical and it's almost like okay so I you know I'll tell you know the little girls hey I gotta go help the boys Uh, I'll be right back and then I'll tell the boys you know first of all what's going on here Mm -hmm. and then I'll you know I'll hear out those stories and then I'll I tell them you know okay someone on this set of stairs someone on the other set of stairs someone in the bathroom calm down and we're going to reconvene in five minutes Mm -hmm. and um I've really noticed that help like really helping the boys but like um sometimes it gets on it gets to me like yelling because that was a big thing like yelling and mm-hmm. um it really gets to me because yelling never helps right and um I always try to separate myself when the, you know my bosses are dealing with their kids but I always try and you know after the situation kind of strategize with them okay so this happened how can we take this situation in the future and make it so we don't argue or we don't get to the point of screaming Mm -hmm. and you know because I really wish I had some something like that as a kid Mm mm-hmm um, you know, especially, you know, I don't have the best relationship with my dad. Right. And it's, um, a lot of, lot to do with the way he approached certain situations. Mm-hmm. So I almost try and give the kids a, re- like a reflection time afterwards. Yeah. Yeah. That's really, really important. Um, and I'm really glad you brought it up because, a lot of times, you know, we want to, 
I, I think especially right now when parents are work from home, it's like, oh, mm-hmm. we have to get them quiet as quickly as possible. Right. Mm-hmm. Like it's triage. It's like, you yeah. can't, you cannot be yelling right now. And so mm-hmm. a lot of, you know, the, the things that at least for me that I wouldn't normally do mm-hmm. of the steps, like sometimes when, when parents didn't used to be at home, there would yeah. be times that I would be like, all right, like, let's lean into this. Like, let's be mm-hmm. angry. Let's stomp it out. Like, let's yeah. see how much noise we can make, things like that. Mm-hmm. But those options are not <laughs> available to me anymore. Yeah. Um, and and I've replaced some of them with quieter options of like, let's mm-hmm. go hit this pillow. Like, I can yeah. see how angry you are. Like, let's get some of that energy out. Mm-hmm. Um, or I'll, a lot of times I'll be like, how, like, make your face so angry. Like, oh, I see you're angry. Like, can you make it even angrier? And a lot of times mm-hmm. that ends up, cause I'll do it with them. That ends up in laughter, right. Of like, yeah. Of like, we're just then making silly faces. So there are quiet options, but mm-hmm. a lot of times like our instinct is get them as quiet as we can as as quickly as possible. And so I think that then on the back end, we have to do more work, right? Of Mm -hmm. now they're quiet. They've calmed down. We've had that, Mm -hmm. um, that time in or, um, constructive time out of like everyone Mm -hmm. take a, a breathing break. Um, it's not like go to your room, be by yourself. You're punished. It's like, okay, everyone needs to calm down. So however you do that in your house, whether it's a calm down spot or a, mm-hmm. yeah, like you said, like one kid here, one kid here, one kid here, we're all just going to take a couple minutes <laughs> and then we'll come mm-hmm. back and talk about it. But then once everyone's calmed down talking about, yeah, what happened? And I, mm-hmm. I think, I think in those moments, like just working from a place of curiosity yeah, um, is so important. Mm-hmm like asking like what you know what happened like what mm-hmm. were you trying to do I, I ask my nanny kids that a lot oh yeah of like what you know what was your goal what were you trying to do because you know I saw mm-hmm. you stacking books on top of a a pillow and mm-hmm. <laughs> it didn't work out well but like you know what, yeah. what did you want what were you trying to do mm-hmm. so yeah those are, those and are I, some techniques I've used. And I kind of think that, um, you know, um, asking the kids, you know, how does that make you feel when your brother does this? Or, mm-hmm. you know, um, with the girls, they're working on sharing. Right. <laughs> you know, yep. as all Very developmentally are. appropriate. Yes. You know, asking them, you know, how does it make you feel when, you know, uh, uh, you know, your cousin you know tries to take your baby's bottle because they're obsessed with babies mm-hmm. yeah right everything's a baby at the moment yes yes <laughs> mm-hmm. that's a big phase um yeah yeah I'm also curious about like if you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. 
For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. If, if it's not from the children getting overwhelmed, mm-hmm. but like... Let's say you get a text in the middle of the day that's, you know, your own private life, but it overwhelms you. Um, how how can you continue? I mean, it's it's an almost impossible task, but like, yeah, how can you continue to provide the best care mm-hmm. while also, you know, being overwhelmed with your own emotions about your own stuff? Yeah, um, I kind of think that like a lot of um, like when situations arise where, you know, conflict with family or, you know, I'm in school and, you know, things happen with assignments and stuff. I kind of think that, you know, sitting in the moment with the kids really helps, mm-hmm. um, you know, just because kids say some off the wall things that make you laugh. Right. <laughs> um there's you know um there's a leak in the doorway where I work and the one day I was like kind of like worrying over something and then all of a sudden the two-year-old looks at me and she's like nay nay it's raining in the house oh gosh (laughs) that'll snap you out of it (laughs) yeah and I'm just like yes I know I hear the dripping (laughs) amazing yeah yeah and I like think, I agree and like, that yeah. like like telling them like you know what like I'm feeling really overwhelmed right now mm-hmm. can be really helpful I'm sorry I interrupted you what were you going to no. say I and like you know to, like the toddlers are the sweetest mm-hmm. and like um I was kind of freaking out you know, because I had found out about something in my family. And, you know, I was kind of off thinking about that and really worried about that. And then the two-year-old comes up to me and she's like, Nene's sad. Oh, yeah. And like, you know, she kind of knew something was up and getting Mm -hmm. those, you know, extra cuddles. Mm -hmm. And like, um, she'll be like because um it's so funny she is um really really into daniel tiger uh-huh and whenever whenever she sees someone upset or hurt she'll sing the when you get so mad you want to roar and i'm like and it's so funny because it's in the most random situations (laughs) and she'll and she'll do it like even um like with her animals because her imagination is starting to really get take off uh-huh like um so it's really funny and like those little moments with the kids really help yeah and it's like yeah yes i agree i think that um really c- choosing um, or prioritizing connecting with the kids. I often mm-hmm. will, um, if I am feeling overwhelmed at work, uh, late, I mean, lately, if we can, you know, there's been a lot of snow and a lot of, mm-hmm. um, ice on, on the sidewalks and stuff, but yeah. if it's at all an option, I say, you know, let's go for a walk. Let's walk around mm-hmm. the block, see what we can see things like mm-hmm. that because sometimes just a change of scenery helps yeah trick your brain into mm-hmm. um being more present or being you know helps it calm down mm-hmm. um and it yeah yeah and it's kind of funny like um she hates the little two-year-old that I take care of she hates the snow she'll be like she she loves the idea of the snow and like she loves she like to pretend Elsa came oh yeah and things like that and like um but like when we get outside 
she falls and it's it's done and over with so yep. I tell her do you you know because they're um because her cousins live you know basically a couple of houses down so like do you want to go see if we can wave through wave to your cousin through the window mm-hmm. and she's like I go see my boys oh and I'm like yeah and it's always you know after tears and like even just those little moments of like watching her notice you know puppy prints or seeing an airplane uh-huh and it's like really finding you know those moments with them and find seeing like their genuine joy really um it's really helpful it is it is yeah. and like i have found that when when i when we go on those walks um sometimes we'll like have a goal so we'll mm-hmm. have like we'll be like we want to find all the colors you know mm-hmm. i mean all the ones that we know the names of so the rainbow mm-hmm. colors <laughs> yeah <laughs> um we want or you know back when it was uh around the holidays or halloween mm-hmm. or things like that we would go on um hunts to find decorations and mm-hmm. we you know i made like a a sticker scavenger sheet that they could you know check mm-hmm. off what we saw and things like that and so or we'll be like we want to see how many dogs we can see on this walk because they live mm-hmm. in a neighborhood with tons of people that walk their dogs yeah and so having that goal both mm-hmm. keeps them like willing to walk for longer a lot of the mm-hmm. times even oh, yeah. once they fall down because they're like well but we haven't gotten all the colors so we can't go back um mm-hmm. or and or it also helps me really really keep my mind present on mm-hmm. the walk because I'm like my brain has a goal too. So in the same way that yeah. it gives it gives the kids something to do, it also kind of gives my brain something to do instead of just ruminate over something I can't do anything about right then anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of times on those days where you get certain news that really takes you out of your day, it really mm-hmm. is just a like, finding things to get from moment to moment (laughs) until Mm -hmm. you can get home and do the self-care you need. Right. Yeah. Yep. So I just, you know, it's not, it's not easy. And depending on, you know, what it is, you might share it with your nanny parents of being Mm -hmm. like, Hey, like I just got this news. Mm -hmm. I'm just letting you know, like I'm, I'm here for the rest of the day, but I'm just letting you know that like Mm -hmm. this just happened and I appreciate your um, grace around that or, you know, I appreciate your forgiveness that the house might not be as nice when I leave today or whatever. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And like, I've found, I've actually grown really close to, you know, the kid's grandma and like, even like talking that with her, like when she's over really helps. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And like just having another adult to talk to. Right. Yeah. It makes such a huge difference because our, our um, jobs are, can be isolating, you know, like, yeah. When you do go to kids, they are, they're so lovely and they Mm -hmm. show you empathy and they give you cuddles Mm -hmm. and things. But sometimes you're like, I just need to tell another adult that Mm -hmm. my mom fell and got hurt and I'm really, really worried about it. And like, I need another adult to validate me too. So Mm -hmm. yeah, I think depending on your relationship with your nanny parents, and I, I would hope that every listener has a good enough relationship with their nanny parents that they could share something like that. But I know Mm -hmm. that that's, that's probably not true, but yeah, I do wish that for everyone because it, otherwise your job is really, really hard if you Mm -hmm. don't have a relationship with your nanny parents. Yeah. Um, I found a lot of the time I get very anxious about sending important texts Mm -hmm. And one of the big things that I 
realize is, okay, you know, I'm going to send this text. It may not, you know, go as planned, mm-hmm. but as long as it's being sent, you know, or um, like I had to send an email to the six-year-old's teacher because his iPad kept dying the other day. And that was just like, okay, you know what? I'm just get this done. I'm going to tell him, you know, cause we were using other kids' iPads and, you know, trying to figure everything out so we can get to class because kindergarten on Zoom is interesting. <laughs> yep. For sure. For and, sure. Um, you know, just like sending those important, you know, documentations and everything really, it's kind of nerve wracking, but at the same time, it's like an absolute relief when you get it done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like almost taking a second to say, okay, you know, this is how I said it, you know, is it you know, telling the truth, like being truthful and, you know, of the, you know, best wording and kindest wording that I can word it. And then I just, you know, I'm going to send it, you know, and then I'll wait for the response and then go from there. Yep. I have found that also having a couple trusted friends Uh that, especially nanny friends Uh that sometimes I'll send the text to first and be like, Hey, Uh like (laughs) what notes do you have about this? Or, you know, uh, is there, is there a better way that I could send this or does this look okay Uh or or whatever? What I do want to discourage people from doing is uh, asking a fellow nanny friend to write the text for you so you do the work first because I know that that does happen sometimes unless you are paying them to be your nanny coach and that's like the thing you've worked out but Mm -hmm. if it's a friend you do the labor first and then ask for their feedback just yeah of like don't be like hey this is the problem I'm having what should I say that's Mm -hmm. yeah um But yeah, and I also think that, um, yeah, like with communication with nanny families, we do, we have a lot of times that we have to communicate things that are hard. Um, Mm -hmm. We are, you know, in their homes, very close. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And especially now with parents working from home, like everyone's on top of everyone. So Um, I do have an episode called, uh, difficult conversations with parents, Mm -hmm. um, that people can go listen to if that's something that you're facing and, or, um, I believe it's called power struggles with parents. Um, I'll try to find those and link Mm -hmm. them down in the show notes, but, but yeah, that is like, that's a major source of anxiety is how to effectively communicate with parents Mm -hmm. because we are experts in a lot of ways but it's also Mm -hmm. their children so they get the final decision yeah and like um I've noticed like a lot of the times when you go to parents they're very open to ideas Mm -hmm. and then sometimes they'll give you like oh you know adding to that you know And like having that open communication really kind of um, helps, especially when you're looking at, you know, potty training or, you know, Zoom kindergarten. Right. Is, yeah. Yeah. And, and another, (laughs) another previous episode that's helpful here is the nonviolent communication episode of like going to them with like this is how I feel when this happens. Mm-hmm. I, I'd like, you know, I, I'd like to request that we do it this way. What are your thoughts? Or, um, or just like approaching it 
from the mindset of we are a team. Here's the problem mm-hmm. that our team is facing. How do we solve it? Yeah. Can be really, and, really helpful. Yeah. And then um, sometimes I'll, I feel like sometimes when you're having the anxiety over something outside of work or, you know, say it is work-related, there may be times where, you know, you completely fully intend to do, get some, you know, depending on your household duties, you know, getting some laundry done or getting, you know, the vacuuming done. And I kind of find that in those situations where, you know, those, you know, anxieties take over, you know, giving yourself a timer or giving yourself a reminder on, you know, Alexa to say, Hey, remind me to do this mm-hmm. because otherwise it'll, you know, completely slip to my mind and then I'll get that. And then I'll feel guilty about, Oh, I said I was going to do this, but I didn't. Right. Right. Yes. I also find lists are really helpful. <laughs> and that is, mm-hmm. um, I mean, my, my mom bosses both also really like lists, but are mm-hmm. my nanny kids really love a good list. Um, yeah. And even that, you know, they can't read it yet, but they love, mm-hmm. they love when you write things down that they say. So oh, yeah. I do that frequently. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> Cause then it feels very official to them, but, mm-hmm. but yeah, creating a list for myself. Um, and I, you know, my nanny family has like post-it notes out Mm -hmm. and available but if your nanny family doesn't you know potentially asking like could we get some Mm post-it notes or like some scrap paper that I can write down a list because you can do it on your phone but Mm -hmm. I find that when my phone comes out it's just like game over sometimes the kids are so distracted by the fact that my phone is out etc etc so I like to physically write it on paper but yeah Yeah. keeping a list setting a timer Things like that are really good when you know mm-hmm. that your brain is feeling fractured and, you know, you're not as present as you yeah. be that day. Mm-hmm. Um, and can also just help with anxiety because then you don't have to hold all of that. You know, you don't have to like Arya Stark continually go over yeah. the list in your brain. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you can just like refer back to the list. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And like I find, like when the phone comes out, it's always Baby Shark. Uh huh. Uh huh. Mine lately has been Daniel Tiger, and then they want to look at the picture, mm-hmm. you know, which is fine because um, I just played yeah. on Spotify. But like, mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, how long are we gonna just sit here looking at this picture? Cool. It doesn't yeah. move. It doesn't do anything. But yeah, okay. <laughs> should print them out a picture of daniel tiger yeah old Um, yeah we i got um the two-year-old daniel tiger jammies for her valentine's day treat love that love that one of my nanny kids got a daniel tiger sweater for christmas and she loves it yeah um but yeah i i agree and honestly like if you are really, really struggling, one, go listen to the struggle care episode. But two, mm-hmm. if you are really like, if if there is something ongoing um, in your life that is making your job a struggle right now, like, I don't know, maybe a worldwide pandemic or mm-hmm. something like that. Um, no, but I mean, like if even, you know, if there's something extra that's that's really making work a struggle right now, I would say one, look into therapy. A lot of times because so much is telehealth right now, um, insurance covers it in a way that they might not cover in-person visits. So consider that um, because having your own therapist can make a world of difference. Um, But then in your everyday, honestly, like, use some of the things that we use with kids, validate Mm -hmm. your feelings, like use some of those Daniel Tiger songs. Like it's okay to feel sad sometimes little by little, it will get better. Um, Yeah. Or yeah. When you feel so mad that you want to roar, take a deep breath and count to four. Like four. 
I honestly say those types of things in my own brain of like, mm-hmm. oh, I'm feeling angry. Like I need to self-regulate. I need to take deep breaths. I, I sometimes I say, I'm going to go to the bathroom in those moments. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just to give myself time to breathe. Sometimes I'm yeah. honest with the kids and say, you know mm-hmm. what? I'm feeling really overwhelmed right now. I'm going to mm-hmm. go sit on the couch for two minutes and then I'll be ready to play again. Um, yeah. Things like that. But just ignoring it <laughs> is never mm-hmm. going to work. Um, yeah. Cause then it snowballs and then it snowballs and it gets out of control and, um, and your nanny kids can sense that it's happening, but they mm-hmm. don't know what it is. And that's really, really scary for them. Yeah. So even if it's just, you know, even if you just keep their needs at the forefront, like mm-hmm. take care of it for your nanny kids. Sometimes yeah. I know I can do more if I think about it, <laughs> doing mm-hmm. it on behalf of other people, which is a yeah somewhat sad hack that I know that I have, but mm-hmm. it's, it's true. I know that about myself. <laughs> yeah. And like, um, sometimes even like I'll carry a little roll on bottle of like lavender and it really definitely helps and like um the one that I have now is like lavender and peppermint and I think chamomile and it definitely helps like in the moment of like just having that to focus on and then obviously you know the the kids will be like I want some (laughs) right right Yeah. Yeah. I have, um, sanitizer from Trader Joe's that smells Mm -hmm. like grapefruit, um, Mm. which I know is not everyone's like thing. So if it's not yours, whatever, but that sometimes just spraying that and then like smelling it on my hands Mm -hmm. helps bring me back into my body. If you can do anything that like touches on your senses, um, I, with kids and with myself do, um, mm. five, four, three, two, one grounding exercise all the time of like yeah. name five things you can see, name four things you can feel, name three things you can hear, name two things mm-hmm. you can smell, name one thing you can taste and just mm-hmm. like, and deep breathing through all of that. Um, and by mm-hmm. the time I get to the end, I, my heart rate's usually back down. My face is less. Yeah. That's the other thing is I think, writing down your physical signs of being overwhelmed. So for Mm -hmm. me, I feel my heart speed up. I feel my face getting flushed. That's Mm -hmm. huge for me. Um, And, you know, sometimes like I might feel tears starting in my eyes, but like knowing what your, some people grip, you know, in their bottoms, like they grip (laughs) their butts really tight or, um, their chest feels like it's clamping up, whatever Mm -hmm. your signs that you are overwhelmed are, it's good to like recognize them, maybe make a list of them. Um, Mm -hmm. so that you can know, Oh, my body's trying to protect me right now. I'm feeling overwhelmed when I feel this way. These are the things Mm -hmm. I can do. Yeah. And like I that before you are overwhelmed because if mm-hmm. you try to do all that work in the moment, it it's too much. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, and I've um also noticed that a lot of time writing down like the build up to that, mm-hmm. like you know, okay, this situation happened this morning, and I started of started thinking about it and overthinking about it at this time in this moment mm-hmm. and like writing out you know and possibly like looking over what triggered those thoughts right. really help yeah 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 I think yeah the writing out whatever journey you know and if if you are mm-hmm. an artistic person drawing it out with arrows mm-hmm. and things you know like making a flow chart of what happened can mm-hmm. be really helpful or yeah just writing it is also great that's what I do because I am not um blessed artistically in that way yeah um, <laughs> I can draw a really great cupcake 
and that is about it. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I agree. Writing out the journey and, and taking the time to learn from when you did feel overwhelmed and you didn't know what to do. Yeah. To learn and grow from that is really, really important. Well, Morgan, I know that we could talk about this. I mean, you know, yeah. books and books, and books um, yeah. about it. Uh, is there, is there anything else for today that you, you think listeners really should, should know or think about? I really think that, you know, taking it because job, job creep is a real thing. Mm-hmm. It's very much real. Yes. You know, you'll get shared album notifications, a really cute picture of the kids or, you know, text of, you know, them saying really, really silly things. But mm-hmm. I think, you know, maybe even turning, you know, muting those discussions during the weekend mm-hmm. or, you know, kind of focusing on self-care over the weekend is really important. And like focusing on things that really make you happy and really make you tick you know, I love to write, you know, that's my big thing other than theater is yeah. writing and like taking that time, you know, to not only get any other obligations such as school done, but, you know, getting those things that like really make you tick and, you know, spending time in that moment and giving that space really definitely can help you not only, you know, decompress from a situation that arose at work, but really can give yourself space to think over certain, you know, situations and give you a clear mindset to reset the week and like reset the week. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a really, really, really good point of, yeah. Taking, taking the time on the weekends to sort through it. Cause I know that there is, there's a, and I, I've done this too. There's kind of this trap of like just resting on the weekends or, mm-hmm. or taking in the other direction of like being really productive on all your other stuff on the weekends mm-hmm. um, yeah. and finding that balance and adding in whatever like sparks joy within you mm-hmm. is, is really important. Yeah. It's crucial. So you're doing a great job, nannies. Like if you haven't been told that at work, um, this is one of the hardest times. I mean, I've, I've seen people, I've been in this business for 10 years. I've seen people who have been in it for 30 or 40 years saying that this Mm -hmm. is the hardest it's ever been, um, as a nanny right now, because a lot of the joyful parts have been taken away. Um, mm-hmm. Spaces limited in houses. You can't let kids be boisterous right now in the same way that you used to. So I just, if you are struggling, Nanny, <laughs> I see you. You are not alone. Reach out to me. Email chroniclesofnannia at gmail.com. I would love to, to chat and offer any help I can it's really, really, really hard out there. So Mm -hmm. give yourself grace um, and, and take care of yourself as well as you take care of your nanny kids because you deserve it. Mm So, um, well, wonderful. Um, Morgan, where can listeners find out more about you? Yeah. So I'm, um, you can find me on Instagram at the next right dream. Um, So instead next, write but write as in writing yes. and then dream which it's will be down in the show notes so yeah um and then yeah. I'm also fairly active on you know the nanny love and nannyhood and all that and wonderful you know often telling really funny stories about the kids yes <sighs> love it well let's have one of those funny stories right now Okay. Um, okay. So when I was um, very, very part-time with the family before this, I had a four-year-old boy and 
he was very, very imaginative and very funny. And the one night we're playing keep it up, you know, with the balloons and paper plates. Uh-huh. And you smack the balloon. And he, and it was my first day back after, you know, they had gone to Disney. So we're playing this game and the balloon just fell. And I'm like, you know, I'll, I said, you know, oh, dang it, you know. And then he <laughs> turns around to his balloon falls. And then he looks at me and he's like, oh, sit. And I'm just like, <laughs> what did you just say, dude? Oh, sit. And I'm like, it started thinking, oh, that's not a very kind word. Uh-huh. And, and it, he just said it so innocently. Right. And then he's like, and I asked him where he heard it from. And he was like, daddy. Uh-huh. And I'm just like, yeah, let's not say that word anymore because it's not kind. And uh-huh. it was just the most innocent thing. <laughs> so funny the way he said it. Yes. I love when kids um, curse sometimes. I- yeah. And it's like funny because he was, he said it you know, instead of saying in the actual word, he said, sit. Mm-hmm. And it took me a minute to, you know, realize what he was trying to say. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, you know. <laughs> yep, yep. I I knew a kid once, not a nanny kid, but a kid once where the way that they learned how to say the word fork really mm-hmm. sounded like another four letter half word and um (laughs) it was just you know like can I have a fork for dinner or whatever with dinner yeah was just over and over it was very very funny um yeah and then the good place came along and used that Mm -hmm. as a replacement word and so ahead of ahead of his time that kid was yeah yeah (laughs) well Morgan, thank you so much for taking time with us today. I really appreciate it. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. Me too. And thank you all for listening. We'll see you next week. Bye. I love providing Chronicles of Nannia to you at no cost. So if you love this podcast, please consider donating by clicking the support the show link in the show notes. I also totally understand if a donation isn't the way you can show your support right now. Another excellent way to support the podcast is to rate and review on Apple Podcasts. Those ratings help other nannies and caregivers around the world find Chronicles of Nannia. Also, if you love the show, tell your friends. Word of mouth is so helpful to get the word out about the podcast. And truly, thank you for listening. It really means the world to me. The Chronicles of Nannia is produced and hosted by Martha Tyler. Artwork by Noni Blastodon. Theme music by Brad Kemp. Find him at secondbedroomstudios.com. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Chronicles of Nannia and on Twitter at Nannia Podcast. To contact us, email chroniclesofnannia at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. This show has been brought to you by Machine Culture. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com.